BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The one and only Sam Adonis. Very excited for this conversation. Uh, Sam is actually going to be competing in Toronto, this coming Thursday, April 27th. That's tomorrow if you're watching us live. Uh, against whom? I don't know. Maybe we can get that out of him because I know Demand Lucha, who are running the show in Toronto at Parkdale Hall. Uh, I, I don't think they've announced an opponent yet, but uh, you know what? I think he's here, and if he's ready, he can give me a thumbs up and we can get right to it. Ladies and gentlemen, the AAA Raider Reyes champion and our number one babyface in all of our hearts, it's Sam Adonis. Hey, Sam, how you doing? I am wonderful. How are you two this afternoon or morning or whatever it is, whatever time of the day it is where you are? Doing all right. Doing well. Us. Thank you for being here. I'm, I'm just uh, recuperating from a very long weekend. I had four days in the West Coast, um, and then I'm home here for about 12 more hours. Then I head up to Toronto, and I'm back in Mexico this Saturday. So it's, uh, it's a crazy, crazy busy schedule these days, but it's where we all want to be, you know? Yeah, that's a wild grouping of, of dates to be doing uh you're you're a road warrior right now what's uh what's like the must-have must-do when you're on the road or when you're preparing to go out for a long stint like that uh just be prepared honestly i have i have my uh my satchel if you will my man purse and i have to have everything with me at all times that's the thing that i've learned you know to, to be prepared with everything now honestly more than ever i like downtime i really enjoy just be, being in the hotel room by myself you know, I never thought I'd get to that point because, you know, as a young wrestler, you have to travel and see all these cities and just say, hey, let's go eat here. Let's do that. You know, I've had a really, really fun career. I've been all over the world. And now I'm just so busy that I'm like, you know what? Hey, you're picking me up at six. Okay, I'll see you then. And I just shut the door and turn everybody off for a while. Jeremy? I mean, that's, yes, that, that is the way to do it. It's good to good to be prepared. All right, man purse. Do you, do you So you have the man purse. Do you have the fanny pack? That is the old school wrestler thing. Do you have the fanny pack? I started off with a fanny pack. I was a fanny pack guy for my four years in England. Right after I got released from WWE, I went to England for four years. And, uh, yeah, I was definitely a fanny packer. But I think, uh, you know, evolution of, of man bags, you know, they're a little bit better now. And there's more pockets and more spaces for everything. You can have your USB plugged into your phone while in your bag. So, it's a little bit more practical and uh yeah it's definitely it's it's big it's a little bit bigger i've seen plenty of these guys have the the fanny packs that are the size of a backpack around their waist and i think that looks kind of ridiculous so uh, i'd rather have one over my shoulder when i'm going around so it, it works perfectly for me right now before anyone points this out the uh, concept of you saying i went to the uk for four years and i, I wore a fanny packer or i was a fanny packer <laughs> is uh, definitely yeah, yeah, they- 
They don't say that there. It's a, it's a bum bag. Bum bag is in the UK. I forgot about that. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'll point this out in the chat. A fanny pack or anything would mean something else. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I, I will remain. I will, I will say nothing on the matter there. I, I wore a bum bag daily. So this is your uh, your third trip to Toronto coming up, am I right? Your third time doing uh, Demand Lucha? It's my third time ever in Canada, Canada which is fun. Wow. It's really unique because I grew up in Pittsburgh. I started wrestling in Pittsburgh. Most of my independent dates, you know, 14 years ago were in the Northeast. And early, you know, a wrestler in our area's first international match would be of Canada. But when I was 21, I signed a WWE contract. So I got shipped down to Florida. And then everything else happened after that. So Canada was kind of like a, a, a box left unticked until recently. And, uh, you know, Demand Lucha, they've been putting on these killer shows, some of the best independent talent as well as the best luchadors in Mexico. And then, you know, once the guys realize that, oh, my gosh, one of AAA's top heels is four hours away, let's make this happen. So it's worked out quite well. And I had a really good time. And, and it's amazing. I feel like I've missed out on so much because night one in Toronto, you can tell that it it's a great wrestling city. The fans, they've been not spoiled, but they've been lucky enough to have great wrestling for 50 years and a variety of great wrestling. So they know what they like and they know what good is. And that just uh, makes it all more special. Yeah, wrestling in Toronto is, or being a wrestling fan in Toronto is a very strange situation because we are spoiled in a lot of ways. But when great talent comes through or, you know, passionate promotions build up, you can see the groundswell. And I think, you know, demands one of those, uh, one of those promotions that's been building over time. So I think it's really neat that you uh, have been coming out here and doing, doing uh, some work with demand. I hope there's more, more in the cards. Uh, yeah. I, ha I have a lot more dates with them coming up while I'm here. So it kind of works out well. Um, the fact that they run Thursdays almost makes it, you know, uh, you can almost have to, you can guarantee I'll be there um, right now. You know, I have my main priority is with Lucha Libre AAA. But then my second main priority is with MLW. So those two have, you know, first and second refusal on every date I have. So a lot of times, you know, I can have a, a date agreed with for, you know, eight or 10 weeks. And then all of a sudden, two weeks before AAA decides, hey, we're doing a TV show on this day. I have to pull out, which is, you know, it's, it's unfortunate and I don't like it because I like to give it. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Order my word, but at the same time, most of the people I work with, you know, they, they do understand. And that's kind of where we are as a wrestling climate these days. So it's a good problem to have. When it, when it comes to the, the refusal thing, so do you have to check in with them beforehand or if you book a date and then they're like, hey, we're doing this, you just got to right, cut that out? 
Exactly. So, so AAA, and this is, you know, with all due respect, and this is a lot of, you know, uh, just the way of the culture south of the border, a lot of things don't work quite the same as they do here. Um, it's a little bit more just kind of, you know, come as it goes kind of thing. And honestly, I can have a date sheet of 24 dates and I'll, I'll avoid all 24 of those dates. Out of those 24 they give me, maybe 16 of them actually occur. And then the other, you know, uh, eight dates will be completely moved around and different. So it's kind of like the date sheet was obsolete from the start. Um, and a lot of times just out of nowhere, you know, you can know, okay, hey, it happened to me a few weeks ago. Um, the I was supposed to wrestle Eddie Kingston in Chicago, actually Michigan. And about 10 days before the date, they said, hey, Sam, by the way, if you're doing this date on this I'm booked that day. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. We, you know, the promoter wanted you. So uh, it's it kind of is what it is. But like I said, most wrestling promoters now, you know, especially on on a, a bigger level where you're working with the international talent and stuff, you understand it. You know, we're all kind of happy to work together and make things work out. I hate pulling off of shows, but you know, usually if there's some way I can make it up to them, or you know, get a different date later on down the line, you know, that's the risk you take knowing that you're getting some of these international talents because. At the end of the day, we do have commitments to the, the people that are making us who we are. You're teaming uh, with with Psycho Clown, who a legend in, in, in AAA and just in Lucha in general. What is it like just teaming with that man? So honestly, and, and I was a bit confused when you guys said we were going to talk about being a babyface. Because honestly, <laughs> I'm not a babyface in Mexico. That's, that's satire. That is sarcasm on all my pages. So is our entire channel, Sam. Okay, okay. Fair, <laughs> enough, fair enough. So right now, for the last two years, I've been in a strong rivalry with Psycho Clown. Um, I don't know if you guys keep up with AAA TV, but it's been building and building and building. And I know the American wrestling fans like to talk about long-term storytelling, but you know this is about as long-term storytelling as it's gotten. So this year, Triple Mania is broadcast across three events. And the, the main stipulation that, that's attached to the, the product as a whole, as a tour, is the Guerra de Rivalidades, which means the War of the Rivals, which is like a, it's kind of like a battle bowl type situation where your tag partner is the uh, is your rival. So you know we've had to work together as a team and try to avoid the losses. So the loser advances, and the last two teams in the the tournament we'll end up facing off in a one-on-one -on -one hair versus hair or a mask versus mask or a mask versus hair match. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen quite yet. I know that uh, things are heating up. We were this past Saturday night in Tijuana, and uh, without question, it was probably the, the coolest in-ring experience I've ever had. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of 80s and 70s wrestling. I like the old stuff where the fans were just coming glued. There's still a lot of that in Mexico. And this past Saturday night, I mean, it was hot. We were in the middle of that ring and fighting and beating the hell out of each other. And that room was closing in on us. And I just remember being in the moment like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Wrestling doesn't have this feeling anymore. You know, and I'm pretty proud of that myself. I think it, it kind of, you know, it, it shows you the, the, the value of AAA to the uh, Mexican consumers and the value of Psycho Clown because he is, you know, as the only way you can really describe him to a non-wrestling fan would be, John Cena, and and that's you know a really, really big accolade, but it's as true as it gets. Yeah, you mentioned just now uh, the the different um, receptions that you get wrestling in different parts of the world, 
is Mexico and Mexico being diff- different from everyone. Where else in the world is wrestling like that special uh, that you've experienced? So me personally, uh, one place I really enjoyed working was Germany, uh, a place called uh, EWP in Hanover, Germany. And they did the old 70s style, like catch wrestling. They had a round system. It was a little bit different. And most of that crowd was an older market. So it was a little bit more nostalgic, but the crowd, you know, they enjoyed it. Also, I did four tours with All Japan. And the same thing, those those fans that come to All Japan today are the same guys that have been going since 1985 to watch Jumbo Saruna and Giant Baba. So a lot of those fans that kind of, you know, they they're, they don't really, there wasn't really the turnover like the American fans have. Um, America has always kind of developed each generation. You know, certain kids love Cena, but have no idea who Hulk Hogan is. You know, certain promotions kind of keep their lineage as part of their you know, production and their storytelling. Mexico, however, it's just uh, it's it's a little bit deeper than all of them because it's such a major part of the culture, and, and it's hard to explain. It's almost like an, a, a sport. You know, each little town you go to has a lucha gym. You know, you might not necessarily like wrestling or like lucha, but you might start training in lucha because it's the same way that you know. You might jump into CrossFit or you might start doing cycling. It's just something to do, activity, something to keep you busy. And I think overall, they see it much more as a way to make money, as an opportunity to do, uh, you know, basically like a trade or a skill as opposed to doing it as a hobby. And I think, you know, that, that's kind of where American wrestling and wrestling a lot of, all over the world has become. Most people that get into it, get into it as a hobby and they just want to do it for themselves and self-gratification. And it continues to grow in a way that, oh, I can make money doing this? Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. And it's almost like a, a blissful ignorance is costing people money. You know, that some wrestlers could be getting paid so much more, but there's other wrestlers accepting so much less, which you know, throws off the balance. And down in Mexico, it's such a big business that, you know, you really look at it through different lenses. When you're thinking, how do I make the most money with this sport? Instead of, hmm, what move do I want to do today? What, what? color should I wear this afternoon? So it, it really, it's very, I can write a whole book on the differences, but uh, that's a, that's another podcast entirely, but it is, it's just Mexico definitely has much more of a passion and it's ingrained in somebody's heart because those nights out to the Lucha shows might not necessarily be for the pro the, the, to go see the show as much as it's, you know, a night out with the family and people might've been going for 40 years to the Lucha every Sunday, just because that's what the family does. You were on a sh- Oh, sorry, Jeremy, go ahead. Go ahead. I do want to ask about some of the, the misconceptions when it comes to, to Lucha Libre, uh, because I don't know if the American audience does full, and I'm going to be full, full transparency here. I don't know if I fully understand it all the time, but it, it's gotten bigger and bigger in America thanks to different partnerships and stuff. And a lot of talk uh, this past week, we see Commander doing his, his rope, uh, rope uh, stuff in the match with Jay White. You entered Battle Riot doing a rope walk. Uh, there, like, what are some misconceptions when it comes to just lucha libre that American fans like? Hey, you don't understand this, but for us, like, all of this makes sense. Uh, I think the number one would be that that the uh, that lucha libre is more acrobatic. Um, I think that I think there's an American or a North American perception of what lucha libre is based on what WCW presented in the '90s, and we think lucha libre is Ultimo Dragon, Rey Mysterio, who into Guerrero, La Parca, Psychosis. And that, that is a good portion of it, 
But at the end of the day, the biggest money drawing matches and the people, the, the matches people want to see are the fights. So they want to see LA Park or La Parca against Rey Mysterio not flying around. They want to see straight up punches to the face and fighting through the chairs. And just so at the end of the day, the fight is still what sells. Um, you know, you look at guys like Psycho Clown, you know, there's a lot of critics in the United States that say, you know, oh, they turned to an AAA and and see Vikingo and Ray Phoenix and, and you know these guys and think, oh, that's triple has the best wrestlers in Mexico. Why is Psycho Clown the main event guy? Oh my god, he's he's terrible. They don't get it because if you're really down there and you understand that that fight that's in Psycho Clown is much more valuable to any Mexican consumer than the actual uh, you know high flying that any of those guys do. It's still dramatic. It's still you know it's still all about that fight and that struggle. And that's why you know for the last 30 years, yes, they've had the greatest acrobats and the best you know high flyers in history, but a lot of the biggest stars have been Cibernetico. Psycho Clown, Sangre Chicana, Paraguayo, Conan himself. And, you know, I, I think that's something that a lot of American fans need to break the, the grasp of. They need to understand and open their mind that just because we perceive Lucha Libre as high-flying, fast-paced wrestling doesn't mean that's what Lucha Libre actually is. Uh, on a recent podcast, Wrestling Epicenter, you mentioned that indie wrestling is more lucrative than it's ever been. Uh, I want to ask, what do you think that's attributed to? Um, it's, it's very different things. Um, uh, depends on how you want to look at independent. It's, it could either be more lucrative or less lucrative depending on how you handle it. Um, I think we are in charge of creating our own brand. Now we're able to get ourselves out there and be seen. And, you know, you need to understand what your value or what your worth is. Um, sometimes there's people that are, that could be making a lot of money because they're seen on you know, XYZ TV show. But if that person chooses to go wrestle for a small-time local company and do a hardcore match for $150, they're cutting off their nose to spite their face. You know, we're in control of the amount of money we can wait make. I think a lot of wrestlers now are so desperate to stay busy or to appear busy that they will take bookings that they shouldn't take. You know, you should say, okay, this is how much money I need to make this month. Once you make that much money, you shouldn't need to be such, well, I'm off Friday night. I'm going to pick this up because it's only a three-hour drive from my house. You know, I think there's a lot of a lot of good wrestlers are getting bad independence credibility, and a lot of bad independents are taking away good wrestlers' uh, uh, credibility. And I think if there was a little bit more of a line in the sand where people are willing to take a weekend off and just say, you know what, hey, I'm off on Saturday. Cool. Yep, no, I had a good month. I don't need it. Then, you know, I, um, I, I think everything would be a little bit more healthy. But I think at the end of the day, such a content-hungry society where people want to put something up today and they want the instant gratification they want to appear busy they want the content for instagram that you know they don't realize that sometimes maybe they are cheapening themselves by doing shows that, that uh you know aren't exactly at the level i'm gonna ask a question from our pal ryan sullivan here in the chat what do you think of nacho libre i absolutely love that movie it was like 12 when i came out saw it in the theater um yeah no, i have nothing against it man because a lot of people there's still to this day you know if i if i meet somebody and you know it, it, through passing if they oh, i'm a professional wrestler in mexico oh yeah yeah like nacho libre and i'm like yep that's it yeah and that's kind of what you go with you know that's i i mean i i'm of the opinion that 
as wrestlers, we should always be thinking outside the box and trying to get new viewers, not necessarily catered to the you know, million fans we already have. Let's try to get 2 million fans. Let's invite new people, show people that don't understand wrestling what is good about wrestling. So, uh, you know, I think if there's any way you can convince people that, you know, explain something that you do in layman's terms, it's always a positive situation. And as when I do, yes, I do Nacho Libre. <laughs> As we uh, as we start to wrap up here, and thank you for your time, by the way, uh, I want to ask on your socials. You mentioned that uh, "To Be With You" by Mr. Big is a song that still hits hard with you, uh, or, and that uh, you're a big Paul Gilbert fan. I'm a big Mr. Big fan. Uh, what is oh, it about yes. the song? What is it about the song? I, and we'll, we'll we'll catch it up after. Go go ahead. I would say just the fact that it was like the right place and the right time. I was probably like two or three years old when that song came out. And that was one of those like awesome songs that I loved growing up. Like eighties hair metal was my stuff, and that was like a ballad. It was a song that like I want to say that was the first one of the first songs I knew every word to. So it's kind of sentimental. And then in high school, it was my ringback tone. So everybody that called me, I'd soon that people from, oh, I love that song. Everybody, oh man, I haven't heard that song in years. I love that song. So uh, that's kind of cool. But like I said, Paul Gilbert's from uh, from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, or Latrobe, Pennsylvania, which is about forty minutes from where I grew up. So he's kind of a hometown boy, and it's just one of my jams. You listened to 1992 from the uh, the album they released afterwards? I don't know about that. I probably have something on my Spotify playlist, but I, I can't, can't. I'm not like an overall Mr. Big fan as much as I am a fan of that song. Go go listen to that particular song, 1992. It's literally about writing to be with you. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. You might have like, found something on your know. And like the ascent of the band after after they wrote that song, but that's a, it's, that's a great song. I love uh, to be with you. It's one of my favorite ones to play when I was uh, when I was gigging. So that's cool. That's well, really cool. I did a lot. Of, I did a lot of concert security. So when I turned eighteen, uh, my brother was doing concert security, and one night they needed a body, so they called me. First show I did was the G three tour, which was Joe Satriani, uh, Ingway Meldstein, and uh, Paul Gilbert, and we did that. And I was like, oh my god, I'm getting paid to this concert. And for the next you know, four or five years, I was seeing gigs all over the place and just watching, you know, uh, Phil Anselmo's band Down was at the, in Pittsburgh. He almost fell off the stage, so I had to, like, catch him and hold him up. And he got everyone to give me a round of applause for saving his ass, he said. So funny stories like that, you know? Yeah. Having a guy like Phil Anselmo just get on the mic and be like, give it up for that guy over there. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, you know, that's, my, that's my Pantera story. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Sam, plug your stuff. Uh, you're going to be, I know, in Toronto for uh, Lucha Palooza for uh, Demand Lucha on Thursday, April 27th. Go ahead. Give us all the rest. Thursday, April 27th, Sam Adonis against Drago Kid. One-on-one uh, -on -one Lucha. Um, Drago Kid's incredible. He does just stupidly crazy acrobatic stuff. So uh, basically, it'll be a softball that I'm trying to swat out of the air all night. And uh, you can find me at Real Sam Adonis on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. As all my dates coming up, um, I would say about 80% of my stuff right now is in Mexico. Um, I really enjoy and appreciate those who know me from social media and have come to meet me at the rare American independent appearances I do. So please, if you can get a chance, come stop by. You know, there's, I always say I'm one of these guys you have to see in person to really get. Um, there's plenty of, you know, the online wrestling world, people watch their tapes and their, their gifts and everything like that. And some people, saying, well, what's the big deal about Sam Adonis? I see him, he's just a, a normal style wrestler. What's he do? You got to be there. And then once you're like, oh, that's what it is. And I think there's a lot of testimony about that from you know wrestling fans across the country. So if you can, come check me out somewhere. If you can make this Thursday in Toronto, please do. And if not, just uh, follow me on social media and hopefully I get to read about you soon enough. 
Sam, thank you so thank much. You, Sam. Yeah, we really thank appreciate you guys. it. I appreciate thank it. it. Thank you. Have a good day. No worries, buddy. guys. You have a good one. Later. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.